see. I used to think that, uh, see, I used to be under this delusion, see. I used to think that, uh, see, I used to be under this delusion to serve God, to, to, to allow his, his, his life, his personality style of coming to your life was in, was in some way going to be a, bo and a boring experience. Hallelujah. Is that God was some, in some way an oppressor. God was holding you down. God was holding you back. God didn't understand your needs. That God in some way was denying you your freedom. God is denying you your rights. You know. <laughs> what do you want to do? Now, that's the great question. What do you want to do? <laughs> do you want to run around? Do you want to chase dragons? And you want to chase goats? You want to chase... You want to chase things. What is this need for humanity to chase things? See, God made us upright, but he said we've gone in search of inventions. We, we, we've, we've gone in search of witty, 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 witty inventions, one interpreter. But we, we've gone after schemes. You know, God made man upright. But he went after schemes. See, this got to get into a real place of understanding, see. For so long, and I'm going to talk a little bit about this because I really don't know what I'm talking about. But, you know, we blamed a lot of stuff on Eve. We, we blame a lot of stuff on Eve, you see what I'm saying? Eve is the reason why, because she so-called took of this forbidden fruit, and now we're in this situation, and a man will be angry at his wife because he, the one that chose her and laid with her and had babies with her, and now she got to come out of his check. Now she got to come out of his earnings. You the one that was the authority that pushed forth that child into that mother, into that womb, into that situation. But we so we treat God like that. We treat God like you made a mistake by creating woman. You 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 messed up when you designed her. No, this is a this is a a, a new elder talk. This is a new elder talking right now. I'm, I'm just stepping into this role. I'm just stepping into this position. I don't quite know what I'm doing yet, so forgive me if I'm stammering a little bit. But There's, there's a scripture, and it says that that's how you know when you read the word of God, you can begin to understand the mind of the Lord you serve. He said, he said this about man. He said, I made man upright. He didn't say mankind. He didn't necessarily, not that he didn't mean that, but he meant, he, what he meant in my spirit is that he made Adam upright. But Adam started scheming. See, 
There's no way Eve could have took of this so-called forbidden knowledge, this so-called forbidden fruit. There's no way Eve could have partaken of this forbidden understanding that God said would bring death because it would bring separation. Not so much what you would receive, but what you would receive means that there has to be a separation between me and you. See, that's what we don't understand. See, we accepted the separation between God. We accepted, we accepted the exclusion or the exclusion of God in our lives. That's what the rebellion is about. It's about our rejection of our Lord. It's about our rejection of our creator. It's about our rejection. So we, we live our lives in hope of seeking to redeem ourselves through the power. We seek to hope to redeem our lives in some way through the struggle. We seek to redeem our lives in some way through the persecution. We seek to redeem our lives in some way through the science. But Jesus said, I'm a blood sacrifice to bring you back to your creator. To be a bridge over troubled water. You got to cross over that bridge, see. You got to cross over from death to life, see. When it says they cross over, Jesus said they crossed over from death to life. That's a crossing over. You know, anyone ever like drew a line in the sand and said, cross this line in his arm. You got to cross over. You got to come off. You got to come from one square to a next square. You got to have one develop. Oh, I won't even say develop. See, development's religion. When you try to develop righteousness, that's religion. And that's what has been happening to the world. Is they sought to develop righteousness through religion. You can't develop righteousness through religion. In my opinion, in my humble opinion, you can only develop Righteousness through a relationship to one that is righteous in the transference of his flesh and blood into your life. The transference of the flesh and blood into your existence so that you can have another existence, another heritage. So you got to get another bloodline. You got to get somebody else invested in your soil. You got to get somebody else invested in your plot of land. You got to get somebody else speculating over who you are and the ground that you can be and the fertile ground that you can create. You got to get somebody invested in your soil by having in your soil something that wants to know who he is. Something that wants to know what he has to say. Something that wants to know what the Lord Jesus Christ talks about and what he speaks about and what he has to say about himself. He's looking for those that have just a spark. And just a spark that if the word of who Jesus Christ will land upon that spark, it'll become a small flame. That's who he's looking for. Anybody out there in the universe, in this time frame, in this time span, in this time He's looking for somebody that will receive a notion that there's a God 
If there's a God that has a son, he's looking for anybody that will receive the notion that he has a God and that he is a God that has a son. Will anybody receive the notion, the knowledge that he died for a broken situation, for a broken cause, not as plan B, but the fulfillment of the first plan in the first place, and that was love. And love has to be a choice in the name of Jesus. Will you choose the love of Jesus? Jesus is reaching out, trying to love on you. Jesus is reaching out, trying to love on humanity. Jesus is reaching out, trying to love on your problem, love on your sin, love on your issue, love on your life, love on your children. Jesus trying to reach out his loving arm and bring salvation. See, salvation is a change of lifestyle, see. Salvation is a change of lifestyle, see. See, I can get a new spiritual address. I can be born again and get a new spiritual address, see. I can go to heaven, but still have a raggedy address down here on earth. I got to get another lifestyle. That's what it means to be saved, see. They say, can you lose your salvation? Of course you can lose your salvation. The salvation deals with how you deal in the world salvation deals with how you deal in the world salvation deals with what your where your mind is where your heart is you can lose your salvation all day long but whether you were born again is a different situation it's not the same question see you can lose your salvation because you can think like the world you can be a born again believer you can live like the world i am living proof of it i live like the world I did things like the world. I thought like the world. I was born again, and I believed that the Lord Jesus Christ died for my sin. I wasn't confused about that part of life. But it was the interpretation that I was confused in, see. I didn't necessarily realize that I had to dunk my life into this sacrifice that he made for me. I didn't realize that I had to give up something. I didn't realize that I had to give up something. I didn't realize I had to give up something. If I wanted to know him, if I wanted to make room for him, see, you got to make room for the Lord Jesus Christ. Because he has, he has so much knowledge. He has so much understanding. He has so much peace. He has so much wisdom. You have to make room for this lord jesus christ you just can't assimilate him into all the other bullshit that you know all the other stuff that you think was real and the reason why is that these things can't travel together these two ideologies can't walk together you can't have the mind of the world and the mind of the lord jesus christ in the same place you're gonna water down the mind of the lord see You'll keep the mind of the world, but you'll water down the mind of Jesus in your life. See, we're watering down the Lord, the mind of the Lord Jesus Christ in our lives. We're making it of little relevance or just a little bit relevant to what we're talking about, what we are. But we're going to use the wisdom or our passion or whatever it is that we devise at that particular time, see to motivate us and to move us ultimately into our action and what we will ultimately do in a situation. See. But we're talking about a changing of the guard of your thought life. We're talking about a changing of the, of the guard. And that, you know, sometimes the Lord will become silent and we don't understand this about the Lord Jesus Christ. Sometimes he will go silent. You know, and they say, well, God is always talking. He's talking through his word. Yes, he is. But you know what? God sometimes will go silent in your spirit. 
You know, we have this relationship where the Lord is that he's present. He's in our thought life, even when we raggedy, even when we full of ourselves, because we're brides, we're silly brides, we're silly brides. The church, whether you're male or female, you, you belong to Jesus Christ, you're a silly bride. And you don't know your oftentimes your tail from your head, your left from your right. And he's dealing with a silly bride. He's trying to bring a silly bride into obedience. And not just obedience, but into the love space. He's trying to bring a silly bride into a space that's not filled with the conflict of his enemy. He's trying to bring a, a bride into a space where he can talk to her, where he can reason with her. We can begin to show her who he is as a groom. That's what he's trying to do to the church. But the church keeps kicking against the brick seed. The church, church they, they, they can't help it because they're coming towards a man. They can't help it because they're coming towards a man. They can't help it because they're coming towards a man. But the reality is, is that you're kicking against the bricks. You're kicking against the bricks of your own Lord. The Lord is trying to develop and get into a position where he's trying to prepare the bride. He's trying to prepare the church for the wedding. He's trying to prepare the church for the wedding. He's trying to prepare the church for the wedding. He's getting the wedding decorations in place. He's getting the list. The guest list is being prepared. See, see, we, we, we think something else is going on, but we don't realize it's a very simple process going on. And that's just that we're preparing for the wedding. We're preparing for the groom to be married to the bride, his church. You see what I'm saying? He's coming back for his bride. See, we got to understand why he's coming back. He's just not coming back to go, ooh, 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 I'm God, ooh, 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 I'm Lord, ooh, 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 I'm this, ooh, 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 I'm that. No, he's coming back for a bride. You got to understand. And he's got to clear out the room. He's got to clear out some room. He's got to make some room. You see, in this earth, this earth got to make some room. See, you got to understand God is coming back to the earth to make some room for the wedding. He's got to make some room for the con for the congregation to come and gather because you got to see you have to understand heaven and earth is going to be at this wedding you got to understand that's got the need there's a lot of that's a lot of room needed in the name of jesus jesus christ needs a lot of room because on this wedding day all of heaven all of heaven the heavenly host the 24 angels everybody gonna be there the seraphim the Sadducees, everybody gonna be there all the angels, all the heavenly hosts. The cherubs, Sajum, all the mother angels going to be there. He needs some room. We need to stretch this thing out. It's going to be a choir there. It's going to be some singing there. It's going to be some praising there. He needs some room. We're getting ready for a marriage. <laughs> Getting married, getting ready for a marriage. A groom, when the bride comes in, you know, the groom is already there. See, the bride comes in, the groom is already in place. He's getting in place. But before he sits down and gets in place and gets up, and the wedding begins, you got to clear out. You got to clean out. Got to disinfect a world. He got to clean up the space. He got to clean up the place where he gonna return. 
That's what the Holy Spirit doing right now. See, see, it becomes real plain and simple when you understand what the what the goal is. When you understand what the goal and the purpose is, it becomes very plain. See, the Lord is getting ready for His marriage. The Lord is getting ready. This is a mystery. I wish I would have understood it a long time ago, but the Lord Jesus Christ is getting prepared to be married to the bride. That's his church. That's those that believe in him. This is a spirit. This is a spiritual marriage of flesh and blood where God will actually be one with his flesh. God and flesh will become truly one at this marriage feast. It'll be over. It'll be over. The great rebellion will be over. And this God can finally sit down at the marriage feast. And God can finally sit down. Take his position of rest in the flesh of the willing flesh. <laughs> he can take his position of rest in the willing flesh because God has to be a God of choices. God is a God of choices. He has to take his rest in willing flesh and blood in the spirit that gave itself by his Holy Spirit, his son Jesus Christ gave a flesh offering, a flesh and blood offering, so you could sit down in it and you could become part of the wedding. You could become, become part of the wedding. You can become the bride of Christ. Become the bride of Christ. That's what the born again believer is. He and she. bride of Christ and all this is for the great wedding when the groom the Lord Jesus Christ marries his church his bride and stops her silliness and sits her down in glory or she might be able to en enjoy the goodness of her Lord for all eternity. Because she, at the end of the day, was a good bride. She, at the end of the day, did not give up the faith. She, at the end of the day, fought through. She, at the end of the day, realized that the Lord Jesus Christ was her all in all, was her everything everything she could hope for. The bride at the end of the day realized who she really was marrying, who she was really married to. And she rejoiced, and she rejoiced, and she rejoiced by the blood of the lamb. She rejoiced by the flesh and blood of Jesus Christ. The bride can finally rejoice. My Lord, has come home. My Lord has returned. You see, the rebellion is over. My Lord. Has settled the matter. My Lord has settled the matter. 
It's no longer a controversy. 